Let's uh, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that you brought us here. Thank you that you're inviting us to hear you speak. And so, Father, I pray that you would speak um, in the deep places um, to each of us as you call us to yourself, as we talk about your kingdom, as we spend time uh, worshiping and responding. Father, I pray that your voice would be the voice that's heard, that no other voice would distract us, but that we would hear you and you alone. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're working through um, a series of sermons, a really short series, and then followed by another short series. But but this three-part series is on the gospel. And if you're part of the village, you know that we talk about the gospel as um, story and the gospel as identity and that we also talk about the gospel as kingdom. So um, Eric talked two weeks ago about the story, right? God's story, Jesus' story. The story of God sending Jesus to earth, to this world that he created to save us, to rescue us, uh, to be born, to live a perfect life, the life we can't live, to carry our sins to the cross, to die for us, um, to be resurrected, to return to heaven, to prepare for us, to send his spirit to guide us, to bring us to himself. The story, that story is, is the gospel. And then last week, Eric talked about the gospel as identity. The gospel is God conferring on us um, the identity, his identity, as sons and daughters of the king. An identity that's wrapped in good news rather rather than the false identities that are placed on us by um, parents and spouses and families and friends and enemies and the world around us. Uh, an identity that's full of grace and mercy and love. An identity that's true and that we are invited to walk in. And so we're going to look today, tonight, at... Uh, the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel is kingdom. Um, I had uh, a joyful weekend. My uh, oldest son uh, came down to visit from Phoenix. Uh, he turned he turns forty one tomorrow. So he uh, <clears throat> he came to visit, and he brought um, his goddaughters to visit as well. Um, they're 19 and 13 respectively. And we just had this delightful time um, cooking, eating together, talking, visiting, hanging out, uh, playing video games, because, uh, you know, you got to do a little of that. Um, and just enjoying um, enjoying each other. And little Jolie is, is um, um, the 13-year-old was born missing part of her brain and and she's um, she has a lot of trouble with eating and doing a lot of things and so we're always working with her but but she just takes delight in life like no one I know and and she is always high and welcome and and just full of joy and 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 that does something that that's the kingdom made manifest 
over this weekend in the Hugan household. And, and, and that's what God's inviting us into. He's inviting us into a kingdom. He's inviting us to be part of the kingdom. It's not, it's not, um, uh, the kingdom of this world. As a matter of fact, it's a, <clears throat> it's an upside down kingdom. Okay. It's, it's the kingdom that, <clears throat> that doesn't work the way, uh, we think the kingdom works. Uh, Colossians 1, 9 through 14 is, is what we read and, and it talks about, um, the, with joyful thanks, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The kingdom of the son that he loves. That's what we're invited into. And this upside-down kingdom is not the kingdom of this world. The kingdom of this world is about power and control and strength and might and winning and making sure the other guy loses. Um, And... There's this war going on between kingdoms. The kingdom of this world is not about uh, peace and joy and love. It's it's not about that at all. It, it's about um, winning. It's about control. If you don't believe me, go spend. Uh, please don't do this, but go go spend. You know, pick whatever news show you want to listen to tomorrow morning and see what it's really about. It's not. It's not about kindness and mercy. It's not about peace and love. It's it's about battles and who's winning and who's ahead and who's who's behind. Matthew eighteen one through five says that at that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, "Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" That's how we are, right? Like, who's the greatest? Am I going to be greatest? They, they think that Jesus comes to establish a kingdom and they're going, who's, who's the greatest? Uh, is it me? Is it me? Do, do I get, you know, I know I'm not going to be number one. Jesus, you're going to be number one, but who's going to be number two and three? And, you know, and, and, and we kind of think that way, you know, where am I in the top 100 or, or a thousand or, you know, am I down on the bottom and the, in the million categories or 10 million, 20 million? Like, where am I? And, and here's what Jesus does. He, he calls a little child to him and places the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. You want to be part of the kingdom of heaven, you want to be part of the kingdom, the gospel as kingdom, you, you want to do that, you, you become like Jolie. You don't, Jolie's 13, but, but that's not where her mind is. She, she, we, every year at Christmas, we have to buy these little kids' toys that she takes great delight in, and, and now she's 13, so she can throw them and break them and do all kinds, but she just takes delight in life. I, I cooked, um, a brisket, who knew, and um, for Justin because that was his birthday dinner request, and and so he takes the brisket and he takes uh, we had 
other, you know, beans and other good stuff to go with it. And he puts it all in a blender and he blends it all up. And then you have to carefully feed Jolie so she doesn't uh, asphyxiate. And, um, and he gives her the first bite. And her eyes light up and she goes, Mmm, more, right? Because it's good things, right? You, you want more. This is good. This is what, and, and, and we're invited to become like that child, to, to take delight, like Jolie does in the people around her, to bring love and grace and kindness. Uh, by the way, she's not perfect, because trust me, uh, she has her little bouts too, because um, she's human. But, but we're invited to be children, in the upside-down kingdom, nothing works the way it does in the kingdom of this world. If this world is about king, power and might and strength and winning, and, and, and you know, even when in our best efforts when we say, oh, I just want to help others, you know, and then so often we go, yeah, but I really want credit for helping others. <laughs> you know, I, I want to have uh, the joy of helping others, but, but I want some credit for that too. And, and Jesus says... No, in the upside down kingdom, it's about love and it, it's about submission and it's, it's about kindness and it's about mercy and it's about justice for others. Sometimes we go, I demand justice uh, for ourselves. No, demanding justice for others, being kind to others, letting people cut the line, let, letting people, letting people get ahead, letting people, it's, it's fun. I, I've tried this experiment for the last little while. Whenever I go to Costco or the grocery store, um, wherever you go that there's a line or a bunch of lines, I always go and stand in the longest line. Just as a discipline, just to make myself do it. Because you know what? I always want to get in the short line. I, I always want to be, I, after all, I'm an important person. I've got things to do. I'm busy, you know, and I kind of look around and I think, hey, I, I'm, uh, I, I think that old lady's in a walker. I think I could beat her and get her, ahead, get ahead of her to the checkout stand, right? And, and I can be first and I, I can be out there before and, and home so I can watch CNN. I mean, please, you know, like I, I have no reason to be in a hurry, but I think I am. And so it's a good discipline to simply say, no, I'm, it's an upside-down kingdom. I, I'm, I'm going to stand back. I'm going to look for the longest line. Uh, I'm going to look, and, and then I'm going to stand in there, and I'm going to let other people go ahead of me. And when a car cuts me off, instead of saying the things that I occasionally say, I'm, uh, I'm going to say, oh, please, go ahead. It's hard to live in this upside-down kingdom, but it's what God invites us into. His kingdom isn't of this world. It's upside-down. It's different. It's a hidden kingdom, okay? Um, John 3, verse 3 says, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Right? We know that there's something going on, right? Something that's not different, and and we can't quite see it. We can't quite grasp it. We we can't quite figure it out. Uh, the kingdom is hidden, and and so some of us are saying, "Well, that lets me off the hook. That's great. 
I'm off the hook. It's hidden. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just blind. I didn't see it. I didn't know. You know. No. Call out. Ask God. Seek after it. It's a hidden kingdom. But it's there. And it's real. It's as real as the kingdom that you see around you. Maybe more so. There we go. It's a revealed kingdom, okay? <clears throat> it's uh, <laughs> Somebody want to re- read that aloud? I I uh, human is not my pet, but I Exactly. What happens if the human's not my pet, but I'm his, right? Uh, it's, it's a revealed kingdom. What, what happens if the kingdom isn't the way we think it is? What happens if it's all different? What happens if you're the cat and, and you're thinking, the world revolves around me? And then all of a sudden you find out it doesn't. And you're stunned and your eyes get big. Because it's a revealed kingdom. God is revealing his kingdom every day in every way. It's a hard times kingdom. Nobody's safe. She's making turducken. Turkey, duck, chicken. It's hard times. In Acts 14, 21 and 22, it says, They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. We must go through many hardships. I had the privilege of talking for a couple hours to an atheist on the phone, and this guy had met, met me somehow because he was listening to Jordan Peterson and then talked to a guy from Canada and then that guy introduced him to this other guy and then that guy introduced him to me and then he gave then this other or this other guy gave him my phone number and and email address and contacted me and so we talked and and he said, "You know, I I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God." But I'm acting as though I do. I'm just pretending for a while. So he said, and it's working out great. My life is getting so much better. Everything is fabulous. It is just wonderful. How my, my girlfriend likes me again. I, I've got, you know, I've got a good job. I'm, I'm being successful. Everything is going great. And I go, ooh, ooh, you don't know the kingdom yet. Cause hardships are going to come. It's going to be tough. You're going to start making decisions if you really believe, and, and, and you're going to have to make decisions you've never made before. It, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. There are hardships. We struggle with pain and suffering, with sin, with sickness, with abuse, with mistreatment. There are hardships because we have a clash of kingdoms. 
Jesus made one of the greatest promises ever. It's a fabulous promise. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. He doesn't lie to us. He doesn't say, hey, just follow me and life is going to be hunky-dory. Just follow me and there'll never be a turducken, right? There's just, it's going to be fabulous. No, he says the opposite. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. He promises, in this world, you will have trouble. He also says he's overcome the world. Don't forget that. That's the rest of that verse. Expect trouble. Don't be discouraged. People get discouraged. They go, oh, I think God hates me because I'm, I'm suffering and struggle and it's hard. And I, and I go, no. That's a sign that God's here and present and with you. There are hardships in this world. And he will walk with you in all of those. I could not live. I cannot make it through the days if I did not know that God's with me and never leaves. It, it's a worry-free kingdom. Don't worry, I'll, I'll eat you later. You always win in a sermon if you put up a kitten picture, by the way, just so you know. Matthew 6 31 through 4 says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Every day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry. Don't worry. We get so hung up. How am I going to live? How am I going to eat? How am I, how am I going to take care of myself? All the stuff that piles up around us. What's, we, we go crazy worrying. And, and Jesus invites us into a worry-free kingdom. The gospel is we live in a kingdom where you don't have to worry because God is with you. He's for you. Jesus sends his spirit to guide you. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. When you're in the community of grace, of mercy, of love, when you're in the kingdom, the kingdom provides and cares because that's how God works. He works through us. But seek. The invitation is to go seek the kingdom. Seek righteousness. And then all those things will be taken care of. Don't worry. I, I love when Paul says, if I live or if I die, it doesn't matter, right? Whether I live or die, I belong to the Lord. I love that because I'm not quite the oldest person in this, in this church tonight. Right, right, Jack? Um, I'm not quite the oldest person, but I'm pretty darn close, right? And one of the great things about being old is that I'll probably get to go see Jesus before all the rest of you. I think that's fabulous. It's pretty likely that I'm going to go see Jesus sooner rather than later. I love that. Because whether I live, if I live, I get to hang out with my kid and smoke brisket for him and hang out with Jolie and sing with her. Her name, by the way, for me is Song. She calls me Song because we always sing together. Um, and, and so 
it's actually Ong. So, um, so I get to hang out with Ong. Everything is great. I love the joy and pleasure and delight of spending time with people I love. I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. I, I want those kinds of days to happen again. Are there hard days? Yeah, we already talked about the hardship. Yeah. But there's this delight in being with people and being with you all and being part of a community, the kingdom community, being part of that is wonderful. But you know what? If I get hit by a truck tonight, don't worry, because I'm hanging out with Jesus. That's even better. Like, it doesn't matter one way or the other. I mean, it'll be sad for whoever hits me, you know, driving the other truck, so don't wish that. But, but, um, but yeah, we get, we get the delight of best of both worlds. It's a working kingdom. We value in ways, you in ways that cannot be expressed in money, okay? That's how most job appraisals go. Um, <clears throat> you're doing a great job. Uh, no, there's no raise. Um, Corinthians 15 verse 58 says, Therefore, um, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Give yourself fully to the work. Work. The kingdom is about work. We mentioned some of the things that need to be done. I love that Eric has heard some of you, or some of you will hear the call of the Spirit to wash dishes. I love that, right? We're called to work. Give yourselves fully to it. Take joy in washing dishes. Take joy in taking out the garbage. Take joy in vacuuming. Those are all things you do. But also take joy, take delight and pleasure in bringing good news to your co-workers. Take pleasure, take joy in, in serving your neighbor. Matter of fact, serve your enemy. <laughs> the person you don't like, go do something nice for them. Have you ever tried to do that? <laughs> so hard. Right? I kind of want them to suffer. No! No! Go serve them. Go do something kind and generous and loving toward them because that's what Jesus does for us, right? The gospel of story says we've all sinned and fallen short and then the gospel is, as kingdom says, and we can serve each other. We can even serve our enemies. And you know what well, the greatest thing about this is you're not going to get any glory or credit necessarily on this, on this planet. <laughs> but God's keeping track. The work that we do is work that Jesus prepared in advance for us to do. Do you know that if you're part of the kingdom, if you've joined the kingdom of God, that the good works that you do are something that Jesus prepared in advance for you to do? Isn't that fabulous? Like he's prepared those things for you to do. So do them and do them with joy and with delight. It's a working kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. Uh, hate long lines? Check in now with our new app, right? Um, and you can download it from the cloud. I like that. Um, that's written down there at the bottom. 
Romans 14, 17, and 18 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleased to, pleasing to God and receives human approval. We don't live the kingdom of God just here in the, in the flesh and blood of things. We, it, it's, it's a spiritual kingdom. It's a kingdom of righteousness and peace and joy and love. It's a spiritual kingdom. You you don't necessarily get to see it. Some of you know that I have a hot tub in my backyard, and and, uh, we call it the prayer tub um, because I'm incredibly ADD, which is why this sermon is not much like this morning's sermon because ADD people don't do the same thing twice uh, ever. And so, um, but to tame my ADD, um, I often go sit in the hot tub in the two, three o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep and I'm kind of going crazy. I just go in the it's nice and warm and bubbly and the, you know, sky is gorgeous and and I just sit there and I pray. And, and I found that when I do that, Jesus sits across the hot tub from me. He's there. It's it's like I'm talking to him. I go, Jesus, I'm really freaking out about doing two sermons in, in one day and at the village, and, and they're not going to be the same, and, and I don't know how to do that. And he goes, eh, don't worry about it. I got it covered. It's no big deal, right? And and I, I go, Jesus, there are people with troubles in, in this world, and, and I want to bring them before you. And he goes, eh, I already know. I already know. I'm already at work. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. Jesus loves to hang out with me. When I'm talking to him, is he really physically there? Well, no. I mean, if I stick out my toe, and I'm not going to touch Jesus' flesh and blood. But he's there because it's a spiritual kingdom, and his spirit is communing with me. That's fabulous. And that's available to all of us. It's not like you have to be the man. You don't have to have a magic prayer tub to do this. You can just hang out, Right? You hang out with God. It's a spiritual kingdom. But it has real-world implications. It has implications in this world in what we do. It's, it's amazing that when we are acting righteously and when we are bringing peace and when we are walking in the joy and when we are following the ways of the Spirit, it says anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and what? And receives human approval. Stop working for your boss. So many of us work for our bosses. Stop it. Instead, work for Jesus. That's fabulous. And if you work for Jesus, you're going to make really good decisions because you're not going to steal. That's nice. And, and, and you're going to follow instructions. That's good, right? And, and you're going to listen and you're going to be kind. And I don't know. Some of you are employers, right, Chris? Wouldn't you like a bunch of employees who were just doing everything that Jesus asked, right? And were kind? Like, who wouldn't want that, right? It receives human approval, not because that's the goal, but it's the natural byproduct of living in the spiritual kingdom. It's a forever kingdom. People will disappoint you. The kingdoms of this world will fail you. Pizza is not, by the way, eternal, but I just thought that was... Although, this morning there was quite a bit of pushback on that because people want to make sure that pizza is eternal. Otherwise, 
Because, like, pizza is heaven, right? And so I'm on this low-carb diet, and, I, and I'm not, I swore off pizza. And it's the other night we made cauliflower crust pizza. That is not... There is something seriously wrong. <laughs> that's that's not that's not heaven. It's uh, it's something else. Anyway, um, it's disappointing, right? It's it's not the way it's supposed to be. The kingdom of heaven doesn't disappoint us. Luke one twenty nine and thirty. Through 33 says, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Revelations 11 verse 15 The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. I love that. Isn't that fabulous? He will reign forever and ever. The kingdom is going on. It's already begun It's in the present, and it never ends. And you say, well, Rod, you're going to die, right? Because you're, like, old now, and, you know, you're going to retire, and then you're going to start drooling, and then we're going to prop you over in the corner and say, here's here's one of our former pastors. (laughs) Pat him on the head when you walk by, right? And and be kind to him, um, because, you know, he's old now. I've noticed people are starting to do that already, and so... I, I know I should retire. I don't want to because I love being part of this kingdom. I, I love offering the kingdom and bringing the kingdom forward because the kingdom is going forward and it never, ever, ever ends. We spend all of eternity with Jesus. We spend all of eternity with God. Some of you get all excited about what that might look like. Nobody knows. It might be eternal pizza. It might be something else. Who, who knows? I, I, I have a preference for peach, fresh peach pie with ice cream, you know, homemade ice cream. That would be good. I don't know what heaven's like. Uh, neither does mo- neither do any of us, really, because we haven't gotten there yet. But the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is unfolding. The kingdom goes on forever. Some of us, I have this little irritating, it's an irritation that I'm just going to share with you, right? People always say, um, and I want you to know that God's just at work all the time, right? So people say, I, I just want to go where God's working. And I just blow up, right? Because that just irritates me. I just want to, I want to strangle people who say that. Because you know what? God's always working. He's working all around us. He's working here right now. He's in here. He's with us. He's, his, he's probably, Jesus is probably sitting in one of these chairs listening in. Um, not physically. His spirit is here among us. And he's taking delight in the fact that a bunch of us are gathered around talking about his kingdom. 
God's here. He's always at work. He's at work in you. He's at work in me. He's at work in every one of us. Whether we know it or not, it doesn't matter. He's at work. God's always at work. Our job is to open our eyes to the kingdom. Our job is to see what God's doing and then join whatever he's doing all around us with our neighbors, with our friends, with our coworkers, with our family, with people later on tonight. The kingdom is at hand. It's here now. It's present. God's at work. And it never stops until all of this world is done and finished and he invites all of his people into his eternal kingdom. The gospel is a kingdom. Join in. Be part. Questions, pushbacks, thoughts, concerns... Rod, your nuts. Any kind of thing. Just for fun. I appreciate that a comment. I, I want to go where God is working. But um, don't you think it's kind of like doing the dishes? That there are some places that are harder? Sure. Yeah, it's harder for us, but God's there, right? Right, but I guess my pushback is sometimes it's easy to stay where it's comfortable instead of pushing into, you know, a place that might be harder. Yes. Right, where the life is harder. Right, yes, very much so. Doesn't mean we shouldn't do it, right? Anyone else? I'll expand. I guess I used to think (laughs) that you should only go where it's hard. Ah. Right. And so like choosing, you know, to be like in Tucson wasn't hard, at least at that point in my life. And so I was like, well, that's just where people land who don't want to trust. Right. Ah. We should choose to go to, you know, Detroit or Africa or, you know, wherever. And so it's good to, I think it's a good message to receive that. And I've learned that, that, and, you know, God has obviously given us opportunities to be where it's hard here, you know. Right. So. Because it's hard everywhere. And, and yet there's also delight and joy everywhere. It's hard for us to open our eyes to, to it, but it's all around us because the kingdom of God is all around us. Probably should wrap it up. Um, let's pray. Father, what joy we have um, knowing that we can be and are and will be a part of your kingdom, a kingdom that lasts forever. Thank you for the good news. Thank you for the gospel as story. Thank you for the gospel as identity. Thank you for the gospel as kingdom. Father, help us to enjoy, take pleasure in the kingdom, your good kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.